Hello and welcome to Morning Prayer at St. Paul's Lutheran Church in Edison, New Jersey. Today is Thursday, the 26th day of Lent. We begin our time of prayer in silence. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall proclaim your praise. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger, and abounding in steadfast love. Have mercy on me, O God, according to your steadfast love. In your great compassion, blot out my offenses. Wash me through and through from my wickedness and cleanse me from my sin. For I know my offenses and my sin is ever before me. Against you only have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight. So you are justified when you speak and write in your judgment. Indeed, I was born steeped in wickedness, a sinner from my mother's womb. Indeed, you delight in truth deep within me, and have we no wisdom deep within. Remove my sins with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be purer than snow. Let me hear joy and gladness, that the body you have broken may rejoice. Hide your face from my sins, and blot out all my wickedness. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from your presence, and take not your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation, and sustain me with your bountiful spirit. Let me teach your ways to offenders, and sinners shall be restored to you. Rescue me from bloodshed, O God, of my salvation, and my tongue shall sing of your righteousness. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall proclaim your praise. For you take no delight in sacrifice, or I would give it. You are not pleased with burnt offering. The sacrifice of God is a troubled spirit. A troubled and broken heart, O God, you will not despise. Let us pray. Almighty and merciful Father, you freely forgive those who, as David of old, acknowledge and confess their sins. Create in us pure hearts and wash away all our sins in the blood of your dear Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Long ago, God spoke to our ancestors in many and various ways by the prophets. But in these last days, God has spoken to us by a son. A reading from Deuteronomy chapter 21, beginning this morning at verse 22. When someone is convicted of a crime punishable by death and is executed and you hang him on a tree, his corpse must not remain all night upon the tree. You shall bury him that same day. For anyone hung on a tree is under God's curse. You must not defile the land that the Lord your God is giving you for possession. At first glance, this short passage at the end of Deuteronomy 21 seems like another of those laws that is simply there to make the world slightly less horrible. To leave the body of an executed person, whether they were executed by hanging or by impalement, exposed to the elements and wild animals, seems especially cruel and disrespectful of these bodies that God so wonderfully made. In so many ways, the law looks to preserve both the gift and the dignity of life that come from God. But even in the execution of capital crimes, as in the operation of the sacrificial system, 
God's gifts of lifeblood and body are guarded and to be honored and respected. The passage about removing bodies from a tree in order to bury the curse and preserve the land seems strange, hard for us to comprehend. But could it be that when we desecrate the bodies of those convicted under the law, somehow that curse falls back on us? on those who sought to defend justice and punish a disregard for life, but who, in the process, showed just as much disregard for God's gifts of body, soul. And so, the tight regulation and almost ritualistic nature of an execution, like the rituals of sacrifice themselves, keep the violence and the crime contained within limits, lest the executioner somehow become indistinguishable from the murderer. But there's something else about this passage that should get us thinking. What does this passage say about someone who is crucified? Someone who is nailed to a tree? In the story of Jesus' crucifixion, we hear that the chief priests want the bodies of those crucified, including Jesus' body, taken down from the crosses before sundown, before the Sabbath, Do they have this passage in mind? Since sometimes death by crucifixion could take days to come to the victim, that was the particular power of this form of capital punishment. Bodies were typically left on a cross as an example for all who passed by. We can see why the chief priests might have insisted on the executions being accomplished before sunset, so that the curse may not fall on that land. Maybe even more striking than that little bit of connection to the story of Jesus' crucifixion is the explicit connection that St. Paul makes between the curse mentioned in this passage and what God is doing in Jesus Christ on the cross. In writing to the Galatians, St. Paul will quote this passage in explaining how the righteousness of God comes to us through faith in God's promises and not by works of the law. In Galatians 3, St. Paul writes, Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us, for it is written, Cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree. In order that in Christ Jesus the blessing of Abraham might come to the Gentiles, so that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. The humiliation and the curse of the cross, Jesus bears himself, and it becomes the end of the law and the beginning of the good news of resurrection and new life by the Spirit through faith to all who believe, to Israel and to the nations, to those who love and trust in God above all things, those who love their neighbors as they love themselves. There is, of course, no need for the law. For those who have been reconciled to God and to each other in Christ's gift on the cross, There is no need for the law, but only to love. This is Jesus' commandment, that we love one another, as he has loved us. Because we can imagine in a world where there is no murder, then there is no need for an execution. And if there's no need for an execution, then there's no need for laws about removing dead bodies from trees. See, the law can name, it can regulate, it can contain sin in all of its forms but it is powerless when it comes to giving us new hearts, hearts that fear, love, and trust in God alone. Only the promise of the Spirit through faith in Christ can finally accomplish that. 
In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Blessed are you, Lord, the God of Israel. You have come to your people and set them free. You have raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of your servant David. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Through your holy prophets, you promised of old to save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us, to show mercy to our forebears and to remember your holy covenant. This was the oath you swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship you without fear, holy and righteous before you all the days of our life. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us, and you, child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare the way, to give God's people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death and to guide our feet into the way of peace. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Mighty God of mercy, we thank you for the resurrection dawn, bringing the glory of our risen Lord who makes every day new. Especially we thank you for the sustaining goodness of your creation, for the new creation in Christ and all gifts of healing and forgiveness, for the communion of faith in your church, for the gifts of relationship with others. For what else are we truly thankful? Merciful God of might, renew this weary world. Heal the hurts of all of your children and bring about your peace for all. In Christ Jesus, the living Lord. Especially we pray at the start of this day, for the Church of Jesus Christ in every land, for the people, the ministries, the leaders of St. Paul's Lutheran Church, for those who govern the nations of the world, for people in countries ravaged by strife or warfare. We think especially of the people in the Ukraine and those who are helping and, and shielding and welcoming. We pray for all who are at work, bring about and to restore peace and international harmony. We pray for all those who care for the sick, who are accompanying those who are displaced, who are comforting those who grieve. We pray for all who are striving to save this earth from carelessness and destruction. For who else, for what else do we pray today? Almighty and everlasting God, you have brought us in safety to this new day. Preserve us with your mighty power, that we may not fall into sin, nor be overcome in adversity. In all we do, direct us to the fulfilling of your purpose through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom, and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, bless you now and forever. Amen. Go forth into the world to serve God with gladness. Be of good courage, hold fast to that which is good. Render to no one evil for evil. Strengthen the faint-hearted, support the weak, help the afflicted, honor all people. 
love, and serve God, rejoicing in the power of the Holy Spirit. Thanks be to God.